Section B. Authority and Obedience As we have seen in Chapter 33, Section A and F, and Chapter 40, Section C and F, government implies authority over other persons who are essentially free and equal. Consequently, 1. Political authority is received from God, since no man has the intrinsic power to give himself authority over others. 2. No ruler can enslave those who are ruled. It is in agreement with the natural law that the latter should accept the rulers freely. 3. Authority, however, does not come from the people, but from God. It is a participation in God's government of the universe and of men. 4. Whoever governs, therefore, does it by sharing in God's providence. See chapter 24, section G. And thus, he has no absolute power and is subject to the natural law. 5. Obedience is strictly due to political authority as long as this authority is just, i.e., governs according to the natural law. As a lesser evil, however, it is sometimes better to obey an unjust government, but what should never be done is to obey against the law of God. The task of the ruler is to communicate the good by ensuring the proper functioning of all the parts and ordaining them all towards their end, while respecting their differences. As the ruler has to command and to judge, he needs the virtues of prudence and justice above all. The obedience of those who are governed is an act of freedom. The dignity of man is that he directs himself by himself, and an act of personal responsibility. To the extent that man is free, he wants to obey, i.e. he knows what he is doing. For this he has to see the ordination of the law to the common good. The aim of education, at home, in school, and in society at large, is to make man aware of this responsibility and of this freedom by making him see the ordination of all things to the common good, i.e. to God, and the part he has to play personally in the service of the common good.